following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tanami Faithful Podcast, episode 124. Basically, miasma is acting up again. Or, everybody hates Sakura. You can play our new drinking game and take a swig whenever Paul says, basically. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today is... Paul Pascrello, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... ASM Ride, Rail Maddox. And... Your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And... A.K.A. Tarzana. The Drunkie. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Monkey Moods. Yeah, so many A.K.A.s. <laughs> Why so many Actually, A.K.A.s wait. and not so AK-40s? <laughs> I have so many names. Yes, you do. You fucking Too rush. many names. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, wait a minute, Drell. I thought I changed your job title to Head Toilet no, oh, that's Jared. Bitch, I'm not a noob. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's already started off wonderfully. Wow. <laughs> we love you, Jared. Come Fuck back. You, Jared. He's busy with school. Fuck him. I'm busy with school, too. I'm Young not. people, just, they just, they can't. Well, it's not just that he's busy with school, it's that he does not have a adequate recording environment. I gotta you get know a how we're a process. stickler for that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get a motherfucking props. He actually grows some facial hair. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the real man's club now, son. Oh, <laughs> well, here we are on the week of Thanksgiving because we're still here for you, even on the holidays. Yes. What the hell's wrong with this? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> what what the hell is wrong with Toonami? It's like, oh, come on. You, you're playing Helsing episodes the first two weeks of December? We have to cover those. <laughs> you're actually giving us, you know, stuff to do. When last year we had a month of interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like, not man. all the episodes in December will be standard episodes, shall we say. But Too more sure. on that later. For now, it's time for the Inuyasha Final Act Recap. Inuyasha, the Final Act, Episode 2. Kagura's First, before we get into this, a lot of things happen, like, in episode one, so let me just try to cover every single thing that happened, because, well, there was a lot, and like I said, you gotta watch every episode, because if you don't, you're gonna miss something. Um, so, even though a lot of things were going on, basically, this episode pretty much centered around uh, Kagra, and um, we leave, uh, we begin where Kagra is trying to get away from Naraku. But as she's flying through the air, Naraku appears, and he basically begins to taunt her, telling her, you know, oh, well, 
Hagodoshi was dead. I don't I don't know what happened. And she basically says to him, "Well, you know what happened because you were listening in on the whole the whole thing." Basically, he taunts her with basically giving her heart back and giving her her freedom. Naraku doesn't always mean what he says because there's always a catch to it. So, and while this is going on and he's taunting her, um, Kikyo. Let, let's back up just one more step here. Um, Sango and her, her brother are um, at the burial site of their family. And while they're there, um, there's, they sense something going on in the Asian cave that's near the burial site. And I'm going to get this name wrong, but the soul of um, Moriko. What is it again? Sketch, help me out here. Or not. Moriko. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Um, Midoriko. Midoriko. Basically, her soul is glowing inside this statue that formed from her fighting all these demons. And actually, if you haven't seen Inuyasha, then you don't know that she was the reason why the Shikancho was uh, created. Basically, Kikyo, using one of her soul collectors, takes the soul and fuses it with herself because Noraku, the last time that they fought, his miasma damaged her so much that she was starting to weaken and pretty much had she not done anything, she probably was going to die at that point. Um, so basically she explains to Inuyasha who actually follows uh, one of the, the soul collector that has the soul. Um, she basically tells him that the reason why she's using the soul is because that way she can not only heal herself uh, temporarily, but use the power to stop Naraku once and for all. Um, she also explains to Inuyasha that she wants to complete the jewel. She wants to give, basically not give Naraku the, the shards, but make it easier for him to get all the shards so that she can purify the Shikon jewel while it's in his possession a.k.a. killing him, basically. She leaves, and Kuhaku, who also sends Kikyo, basically tell, basically comes upon this and runs away and says that he's going to basically stay with Lady Kikyo, and, you know, this is, this is his mission to stop Miraku, and please tell Sango that I'm sorry, but this is what I have to do, kind of thing, and he runs off. Um... Another thing that's going on while this is all going on is um, Goryamaru, Naraku's heart, is, finds a demon that has this impenetrable armor um, and absorbs him into his body. And now Goryamaru has this armor that apparently is impenetrable. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on in this episode. Koga... Um, is going to this ancient burial ground where um, he's looking for an ancient weapon called the Garashi. Um, basically, and I, I saw people, a bunch of people saying this on Twitter, it looks like um, Freddy Krueger's glove. Um, it was Freddy Krueger's glove. <laughs> <laughs> a magical Freddy Krueger's glove. There we go. Um, and in this scene, basically, there is this three-headed, this huge three-headed rock wolf beast that protects the Garashi and basically tells him that he can't have it. He's not worthy, blah, blah, blah. And Koga destroys him a couple times and just keeps regenerating out of the rocks because, well, 
he's a rock creature. You can't really just destroy him easily. Uh, eventually, Koga is able to get to the Garashi, but right when he's about to grab it, um, the creature basically shoots flames at his friends, and he has to choose between the Garashi and saving his friends. And obviously, Koga being the man he is, decides to take his friends over the Garashi. Um, because of this, the creature that's protecting the Garashi basically taunts him and says, well, why did you do that? You could have had the Garashi and had this weapon. And, you know, he's like, well, I value my pack and my friends over, you know, some stupid weapon. So again, Koga charges at this creature and all of a sudden out of nowhere, the Garashi appears on his hands and he swipes at the creature and completely destroys it this time using this weapon. Um, Basically, the, I guess, the souls that are around him, and I would say that's more of, like, basically members of his tribe and other wolf tribes, basically tells him that this is this weapon is now his, but only to be used until, you know, he has completed the mission that he's setting out to do, and he must return it. There was something else about the Shikon jewels, but I think that has, to, that has nothing to do with the Garashi. But the Garashi basically is now part of him so when he when he's in a battle it will appear but otherwise it's not something that's just on him or anything like that so now we go back to Kagra who basically is trying to figure out what Naraku's what Naraku's trying to do and i think at this point we all thought that maybe Naraku was just going to crush her heart in his hand and kill her right there and then but Naraku's like, no, I'll give you your heart back. And he puts her heart back into her body. But as we all know, Naraku, again, is devious and just basically... He's a dick, man. He's a dick. Yes. <laughs> a dick. Huge dick. He's a huge dick. Basically, instead of penetrating her heart, he penetrates, <laughs> oh, yeah, he penetrates around her heart. Yes. So Jarrell's right. He's a fucking dick. Jarrell, he goes right around her heart and injects his miasma into her and basically says, oh, you're free. Goodbye. <laughs> and she slowly falls to the ground and basically is in the field trying to figure out, you know, is she going to be able to live? Is she not going to be able to live? Oh, I'm going to be able to recover myself in a week. And really, as the miasma is becoming more and more and it's consuming her, she realizes that this is basically the end. She's And basically, she's right now in the middle of a field. Now, here comes Inuyasha's brother, Sashomaru. Um, him and his, his minions are walking around, and all of a sudden they sense Goryamaru, Naraku's heart. And Sashomaru, knowing that that's Naraku's heart, basically wants to destroy him instantly. And using his weapon, Tokijin basically is not doing any good. Basically, either... Goryamaru with his new armor is blocking it or is absorbing the energy from the Chokijin. And, well, Sashomaru just he continues to try to, you know, use his weapon against him. Um, eventually, under the stress of the armor, the Chokijin begins to crack. And this doesn't really make Sashomaru that happy, but uh, he continues to strike at Goryamaru. Eventually, he does penetrate the armor a little bit, 
exposing one of the Shikon jewels, but in the process actually breaks the Chokijin. So because of this, Goryamaru, and I know Duro would probably want me to say he's being a pussy, runs away. <laughs> yeah, he was being a pussy. He basically ran away because the, the Shikon jewel that he had was being exposed. And at this point, Seshomaru picks up on the scent of Kagra and immediately leaves his minions and goes to see what was going on. Um, as I said, Kagra was in the middle of a field, and the scene is, is actually pretty pretty beautiful. Um, I like the animation at this point. Uh, she looks up, and Seshomaru's there, and as we know from the original series, you know she kind of likes Seshomaru. And basically, you know, because he was there, and she, because he was there, she was able to die in peace. And as she as she uh, fades away, she has a smile on her face because of Seshomaru. Then Inuyasha and his gang actually come up upon this because they also sense Kagra dying in the area as well. And he basically Inuyasha basically asks his brother, "Did she suffer?" And Seshomaru said she was smiling. And the episode basically ends where you see Kagra's feathers flying through the air. And you hear her say, I am the wind, the wind is er, the free wind. So that was that. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. Like episode one. Yeah, I know. You done? Yeah, I am done. <laughs> oh, hey, that was a good nap. A lot to explain. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think I might as well just better watch way the episode. to condense that. No, no, I don't think there's any way. Um, I will say though, coming up, like, nah, not really, but coming up, there is like these episodes kind of focus in on one person rather than fifty different people. So, um, that's true. That's there true. are some the episodes start to kind of focus in a little bit more and not be so compact. So, hopefully, we won't have to snore, make everybody fall asleep, but. It is what it is, unfortunately. So, um, but like I said, it's better to watch it than for me to read it because, well, there's a lot of shit that happens. Yeah, because you can't read worse shit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the approximate amount of ahs and ums and you knows is just staggering. Goddamn, boom! Howard and what else? Santa Paul did upstate the New York City. <laughs> All right, talk back time. Uh, this was said uh, actually last week, but it, it came in late, but it's still relevant. So MikeGenX89 writes in, Inuyasha, the final act, needs to slow the F down. Doesn't need to slow the fuck down. Needs to peek out the pace on. <laughs> Maybe. How about that? But Andy Yoho says, I heard people gripe that Inuyasha's pacing was too slow, and now they say final act is too fast. I say it's just right. Good job, Andy. I won't kill you today. <laughs> Blue Alexander writes in, You know, I'm a huge fanboy of this show, but I can see that this was one of the weaker episodes. Such is the predicament of being given 26 episodes to adapt 200 chapters. Not enough room to breathe. Don't worry, I will waterboard you so you won't breathe at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Threat I level is say. rising. <laughs> Not uh, to mention, man, that was kind of like a feels episode towards the end. You know, Kagura had her demon crush Saturday. <laughs> Session <Sashomaru>. room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people getting penetrated. 
El Pompey. <laughs> giggity. Giggity. Um, okay. Giggity. But I, I will say, though, like, the way that they did do these episodes and how they compacted them in, they've, they've been doing really, they, they've done a really good job of doing that. And the animation is just really good. Yes, it's I, so I, there's, there's nothing you can really say about that. I mean, if you are given 26 episodes and you have 200 chapters to adapt, they've done a really good fucking job so far of doing that. Demigod1 writes in, One does not simply walk into the graveyard of the wolf demon tribe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You have to actually piss on it first. To oh, mark your territory. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you do. You gotta mark your territory. <laughs> exactly. Koga better at least never... pissed when he left. Exactly. <laughs> He's so fast, he could that. just run in there, piss, and leave. No one would know. <laughs> it's like, wait Except a minute, for everyone here? would know from the scent. Because that's what marking your territory is all about. Yes, it is. Like I marked Paul. <laughs> oh, look, Jen wrote something. Yeah. Oh, God. Tarzana writes, Kagura finally got her freedom. Not the way she planned, but still better than what than the life that she had. Yes, that was drunken Jen's melancholy. Oh, she did. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she did. <laughs> Inuyasha-san87 writes in, Kagura's death, so many emotions. At least she doesn't have to be a slave to Naraku anymore. No, she's, <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> Allison T. writes in, at least Kagura saw Sashomaru one last time. Yes, but Sashomaru got no booty, man. Yeah, That's man. a loose situation. <laughs> okay, when he said, it's too late. It can't save her now. It's like, try, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna give up? I don't think yeah, Sashomaru wanted there. that. <laughs> Sashomaru didn't it's want that It's alright, she's at peace. We'll just let her go. I, this show I, I has think... too many characters. Well, it gets <laughs> worse, but anyways. <laughs> and Naraku fights the... Everyone you care about will die. Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> no, everybody that Naraku had will die, basically. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes sense. And Master of the Arts writes in, Naraku is an asshole, but I can't really feel bad for Kagura either. One more thing, Sashomaru doesn't sound bad. Uh, I wonder why Viz didn't get Crispin Freeman to voice him. Well, for one thing, Crispin Freeman's in Los Angeles, and if you're going to get somebody in Los Angeles to voice Sashomaru, you should get David Kay, the voice of <laughs> Sashomaru. Exactly. Uh, not that Crispin Freeman wouldn't make a fantastic Sashomaru, I mean. But I think huh. that um, a big problem with him would be availability because he's barely mm -hmm. doing anime anymore. You know, Michael Dangerfield Hall, he kind of sounds like a younger Sashomaru. Yes, <laughs> I will agree with that. So that that's a little weird to get used to, but he does a good job. So I have no complaints. So Jen, what did you really think of this episode of Inuyasha the Final Act? I thought it was sad. You know, with Kagura finally getting her freedom and then dying the way she did. Yeah, that's, that's really a serious what I monkey on. paws moment. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts? I didn't see it. I went to sleep. Oh, fuck you. Go to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I work at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> Wait, so what were you doing on Sunday? What was I doing on Sunday? I was sleeping because uh, that's the only time I get to sleep. 
Fuck Haven't you. you heard sleep is for the weak? Sleep is for people who actually want to, you know, not die on Monday morning. It's always important to sleep whenever you feel like sleeping. That's the healthiest time to sleep, generally. Sketch, sketch. I, I would stop right now before Jim comes with the thing and kills you. <laughs> what? You know, I understand. If your body's used to a certain schedule... You don't want to change it one night a week. That just messes you up. Besides, I'll probably fall asleep anyway. Mm, yeah. Which is almost as bad. So yeah, this was a good episode. Definitely pulled on the heartstrings. Made you care about uh, Kagura. Because Kagura has never been... I mean, she's She's been evil. She's done some terrible things. But there was always this sadness to her. Because she was forced to do a lot of those things. Yeah. And now one less character to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I equate uh, Koga's two guys to Johnny and Yosaku because they're equally useless. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny and Yosaku from One Piece, that is. Yeah, I don't understand why he's still... They're the stupid friends that you that you need. So everybody needs stupid friends. Or he's yes, probably... that's why we have Paul. <laughs> Cool to see Koga get an upgrade. Suppose <laughs> he was due for one. I yes. imagine other characters will get upgrades because we're, you know, we're in the final stretch, and that means everybody's got to power up for the final battle. <laughs> yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Oh, I see. He's being coy. I am. Koi. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing fishy about that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And because I have to make this distasteful joke, you could say that Naraku broke wind. <laughs> so I guess that'll do it for our Inuyasha recap. And yeah, we gotta figure out a way to condense information a little bit. Yeah, we gotta try to do that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Condense it like camel soup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I straight up left to deal with some laundry. <laughs> <laughs> you, When you asked about that one character's name, I was literally about to move and was partially <laughs> away from my microphone. No. <laughs> I was baking pies, dude. I'm still baking Make pies. Sandwich for Darrell. Drell, Drell, is it? Wait for you in Seattle, buddy. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm coming for that sandwich. And sandwich. <laughs> I like a side of sketch with my sandwich. Well, we had a few interesting things happen this week on Toonami. We did? Yes. Hmm. First oh. off, we had a Tom speech about positivity that was written by Gil Austin and edited by Johnny. Let's go ahead and play it. I know how it feels sometimes. The world can look bleak. Times can seem tough. And some days, nothing's gonna go your way. But you can't let that break you down. You can't let that change who you are. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a quitter when it comes to my dreams. Nobody puts Dandy in a corner. You're gonna have to dig deep and find that extra positivity to keep the grind from grinding you. I may not be as talented as the rest, but nobody has more guts. 
that's staying positive when everything seems against you. No matter how nasty this place may be, you and me are going to fight our way through it. Or being positive and helping somebody else out. There's a great power inside you just waiting to be unlocked. Believe in your ability. There's one thing I'm sure of. Positivity will be your light in the darkness. You can do it, Goku! Now, let's get back out there and keep fighting the fight. I am not about to give up! Okay. Thoughts. So what's that? Did Johnny from the drop kicks? Shut. No. <laughs> Johnny. No, we, go, Darrell. No, we interviewed him a few weeks ago, Darrell. Shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> we interviewed Gil. Where's the second album? Ah. <laughs> we need to get the band back. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, I like the, the usage of clips. I mean, how, how great is it to use clips from... Gurren Lagann and One Piece for positivity. Plus, of course, you you gotta have the obligatory full metal pick, uh, full metal clips and Attack on Titan clips. clips. That was actually very well timed with the uh, that episode of Attack on Titan, which was about training and how Aaron comes to realize that sometimes guts isn't everything. So sometimes you actually have to have talent, but. He just had broken equipment, so <laughs> which kind yeah. of, kind of ruins the whole underlying thought there. But I think it still helped him grow as a soldier. And he it had did. to admit to himself that there's sometimes there's things that he can't do. And exactly. honestly, Aaron's still not that good of a soldier. <laughs> He's not that good no. of a soldier, but the thing is, man, his motivation level is just up there, man. That's what makes him, I would say, passable as a soldier. Mm. Yeah, it's all about motivation. Trust me, and staying He's positive. Not... Exactly, in no a bleak, what. bleak circumstance. Exactly, bullets flying around your head. I'm gonna make it out of this. Then you get your bullet to the shoulder. I'm gonna still live. I got one good shooting arm. You know, I've seen people say that these kinds of messages are really more relevant to younger people, but I could use some more positivity. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all could yeah. use positivity. I mean, it's a cruel world out there. Yes, yeah. it is. Come to my yeah, job and you'll find out just how cruel it is. No, 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 no. Just go south. You'll find how cruel it is. Mm. Yeah, it kind of calls back to their speech about life, but it's a lot more positive. <laughs> <laughs> the one about life was kind of like, well, sometimes life just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So any other thoughts on that speech? Yeah, it, was, it just felt good, man. It couldn't have came at a better time, man, considering like how bleak some things have been lately mm-hmm. in, in this world. Dude, trying to stay positive is kind of hard these days. Yep. Yeah. For sure. We had a couple of people write in with their thoughts on the speech. Phantom wrote in. Man, Toonami, I really needed to hear that. I gotta stay positive, and hopefully I can achieve success in life. Yeah, his dog kicked him to the curb, man. Mm. And Jeremy DG writes in, The Tom speech about positivity was the highlight of the night. I absolutely loved it. Thank you, Gil Austin. You should also yes. thank Johnny. Exactly. Yes, thank Gil and Johnny. Johnny Gil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. And out of nowhere, last night, there was a t-shirt promo. Because apparently they can sell t-shirts now. 
Wet t-shirt? Well, that is. Oh, Jen? Oh, Jen, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me the shirt and I'll do it. Oh, uh oh, maybe um, what was that? Curfew.com? Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna get showered. Yes. Right. right. So before this gets weirder, <laughs> you can buy Tsunami shirts online at DaylightCurfew.com starting Thanksgiving Day, Thursday. That answers the question of, are they going to be giving shirts away? Because, well, if they're not giving them away, you can actually go buy them now. Hey, remember in the recent Ask Me Anything when somebody said something about merchandise and DeMarco was like, merchandise? What a good idea. Yep. So there you go. Speaking of people out there, and that's also, uh, you know, give one to the whole family. Nice Cyber Monday idea. Mm. <laughs> and speaking of Ask.fm... No, that was Ask Me Anything on Reddit. No, I think, didn't he do that on, a, oh, somebody asked him that on Ask.fm too, I think. Well, no, you, you're talking about something else entirely, but. Well, yeah, no, I'm talking about that too, but I thought he did get asked that on as well, whatever. They're all, they all pretty much blend into each other these days. The Tumblr, the Ask, Twitter. Oh my god, I'm just like, uh, I don't know where it came from, don't care, just put it up. <laughs> but anyways. That's some fine reporting skills. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, as it was inquired by one Paul Pasquillo, mm -hmm. does buying shirts fund Toonami? And Jason responded, a portion, quote, not much, of the money goes back to Cartoon Network. So if they sell, it's a good thing. So, aka, that means buy shirts and fund Toonami. Exactly. They're not going to get a lot Actually, of money from the shirts. Actually, you know what? Let me let me explain this to people because I I know how this kind of works and I don't know so that people understand what's going on here. Um, basically, if I'm getting this correctly from what Jason has said a couple times and I think he said something on my Twitter about it. Um, no, I think it was somebody else he answered. Basically, this is kind of like if anybody's used um, redbubble.com where you've put an image on a shirt and basically they do everything for you. They ship it, they create it, they ship it. Um, they do all that and you get a portion of the profit. Um, basically it's the same thing here, but pretty much they're probably only making maybe, I want to say maybe $2 at most, depending on the higher end. Depends on really how much they are yeah. trying to. The majority of the money that you spend on the shirt goes to, the company that produces them. Right. Goes so, to the cost of producing the shirts and the cost of distribution. So And then Cartoon Network gets a little piece of the pie. Right. So basically, um, they are making some money. But if you think about it for, from this perspective, um, let's say, and I know there's, you know, there's how many followers on the Tumblr page? Like, hundred there's there's probably like five hundred thousand if not more um, basically if let's say five thousand people buy this shirt in the first week and let's say they're only making a dollar off of every shirt that's produced um, that's five thousand dollars that tsunami hasn't had so in the, the bigger scheme of things the more of you that buy these shirts the more money that tsunami is gonna get aka basically, you know, we're basically going to make, the, we're going to give them money to do things. And I think this is 
this is coming a good time to actually be able to do this. Um, by the way, I, I kind of sense that there's going to be some people out there going, well, why can't we get like some Tom figure? Why can't we get this? Or why can't we get this? Uh, before that starts happening, let me just say this. Take what you can get for now. Okay. This is Everybody this can happen. use a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this doesn't happen yeah. all the time. Yeah, we get well. Jen a t-shirt so she can get wet in it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my. And she's on board. <laughs> Jim, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Jim. my. Jim. What? Oh, boy. Down. Yeah. Don't make me get the, <laughs> Don't make me get the leash. <laughs> oh, so you like it that way. Woo! Uh-oh. Hey, 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 hey. I suppose I shouldn't say everybody can use a shirt because they probably don't come in every size. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we'll they don't come in size that. bovine, which is my size. Mm. Um, <laughs> don't geeky t-shirts come in larger sizes? By the way, one other quick thing to, to uh, note, too, is Jason doesn't know if there's, like, a limit to the supply of these shirts, so he encourages hmm. you to buy them as soon as possible, if you want one. Yes. Yeah, get on it. But I, I don't think... Oh, God, I could have said something right there. But anyways. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Um, now I'm yeah. distracted by that. Um, yeah, there's shirts. <laughs> and uh, here's the biggest thing with that. They're not going to make, like, any money on the shirts themselves. But if enough of them sell, then that could convince the higher-ups at Turner to merchandise Toonami in greater volumes and do stuff like figures... May, may, maybe releasing some music on iTunes because, as we all recall, Deep Space Base that they released on CD kind of didn't do well. Well, yeah, that's the that's the sort of Damocles that's hanging over everybody's head. Um, you just have to keep on saying, "Well, remember Deep Space Base and stuff mm -hmm. like that." So, um, I think what needs to happen is I don't remember ever seeing it advertised. That's my thing. So I think if they just keep on, you know, dedicating a, a small 10-second bump to it, you know, one, um, every here yeah, and there, then I'm sure people will get... Uh, that will make a difference. I mean, remember uh, not too long after Toonami restarted and we were all saying advertise Toonami? We got that tr to trend and it worked. It, shows the, it just shows that this stuff works. So, you know, exactly. you can't have something like this then not advertise and expect it to sell. So I think that's really going to tell a lot of people. And it's also up to us to spread the word, too. You know, I do find it interesting, too, that it's going to Cartoon Network and not Adult Swim. So Well, Adult Swim is a subsidiary of Cartoon Network. True. William but, Street. Also. And also, I believe, Cartoon Network Enterprises, which is the name of their merchandising label, owns the trademark rights to Toonami. So that That's what I was probably be why. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. But um, we have a lot of talkbacks to get yeah. to. Anything can potentially help the budget. Exactly. And if you don't want to buy a shirt, don't buy a shirt. But don't bitch about it. <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. Yes. I'm tired of having to chastise you people. I will take off my belt. Mm -hmm. I got a black belt. <laughs> Moving on. Other stuff happened on Toonami, you know, because it is a six and a half hour programming block. <laughs> uh, Matthew Cole Morgan writes in, 
I miss the old music from the original run of DBZ on Toonami, but the revamped dialogue is absolutely worth it. Quit bitching about the music. You got the show back on. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing about that. Uh, Funimation just and never Falconer, they had some kind of kerfuffle, and they cannot legally play the Falconer music without paying some serious fees. Royalties. So, yeah, royalties. Uh, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I've actually seen people suggest, well, what if they took Dragon Ball Z Kai and they replaced the music with the Falconer score? Can't do it. J- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you, you really want your Falconer DBZ, buy the really affordable Blu-rays. <laughs> or the uh, or uh, if you absolutely must uh, rock the the uh, rock the dragon set they released over the summer. Oh, that. <laughs> okay, I got I, I got a real simple solution to this, people. Mute your TV, and when the intro comes on, play Rock the Dragon, bitches. <laughs> you know, it's not like you can't find it. Seconds. It's not like you can't find it on YouTube or anything. I know, right? It's all over the internet. <laughs> Don't. Just don't. No, no, stop. Don't encourage them. Exactly. Which, by the way, that song was not largely used in the Funimation dub of Dragon Ball Z. It really wasn't. They stopped using it by season four, I think. Out of seven or eight. Mm Mm-hmm. Or nine. I forget. I forget how they break that up. Frankly, I whatever. <laughs> Joshua Knighton writes in, "Ah, oh, look at Sakura pretending to read and be relevant. Isn't that cute?" After last mm. night's DBZ, I'm calling the Saints O line the Goku offense. Oh God, Goku offense. Yes. Offense. Offense. Yes, the Goku offense. Powerful, but can be so very, very stupid. I'm a damn Falcons fan. Fuck the Saints. <laughs> Fuck the entire NFC South. <laughs> hey. They all suck. <laughs> Alright, this hey. is the hey, hey, hey. This is the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, not the NFL podcast. Of which there are probably about ten thousand of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving along. Yes. But yeah, I gotta say, from what I have heard about the rest of Shippuden, it doesn't get better for Sakura. It just it does not get better. Dude, How she's useless. She kind of she peaks in that fight with uh with the puppet guy. Dedara. Uh, Dedara. No, that that's not the puppet guy. Dedara, what? Was Dedara? Oh <laughs> damn! Wait a minute, that's the stone dude. Oh man, I'm slipping. I must be drinking too much tonight. I thought you liked Naruto. <laughs> I do like Naruto. I'm slipping, dude. My it's just this talk else. of Sakura that has completely fried his brain. Yes, exactly. If it was Hinata, I would have gave you a breakdown all the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, Hinata, she's got like some really shining moments later on in the series, but Sakura. <laughs> Sorry, Sakura. Kishimoto hates you. <laughs> and so does everybody else. Except for the people that wanted the spoiler alert, Narasaku ending. <laughs> I will love Anyways, you. You're still in your glory about that. I yes, think you're going to take that to the grave. I sure mm. am. <laughs> Master of the Arts writes in, I forgot about Kaya's ability to recognize Usopp no matter what. Tsunami making fun of Sakura's tendency to get knocked out? Priceless. <laughs> like I said, it was it's not Sasa. getting better for Sakura. <laughs> 
Yes. The sorcery fight was pretty much it. Da! Yes, the sorcery fight. There we go. Inuyasha-san87 writes in, That flashback on One Piece reminded me that Kobe exists. Wonder what he's been up to nowadays. We got a full opening two weeks in a row. Wow. Yeah, I think they're going to play it for the five recap episodes. But beyond that, eh, I really doubt they're going to play a two and a half minute opening. Mm, hard it, to say. Yeah, you never know. It, because they have to play the credits. And I I don't even know what's going on with uh, Naruto Shippuden and Inuyasha in that they can't just cut off the credits with 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure even though they're in kanji, they they actually have to show all of the credits. Even if you can't read them, it's some kind of legal thing. But I might be wrong about that. But uh, <laughs> 15 second sped up of Inuyasha's credits. Woo! <laughs> it might have been 20. But it definitely wasn't 30. It was way too fast for 30. Andy Yoho writes in, The newcomers to One Piece get to appreciate the origin stories, while the veterans get Straw Hat Theater. An even trade-off. I really, really like Straw Hat Theater. That yes. Straw Hat Theater was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. all the more better because Ian Sinclair was doing a Robin Leach impression. <laughs> <laughs> the lifestyles of the poor and pirates. <laughs> Who cares, baby? <laughs> it, it's actually, it's a very amusing kind of recap of uh, the the Straw Hats as they came together as a group. <laughs> Nami talking about how they would be completely, uh, Luffy and Zoro would have been completely dead if not for her, and she's absolutely right. <laughs> because, well, neither of them could direct a boat to save their lives. <laughs> and Keikaku Cat writes in, Gurren Lagan is freaking awesome, and I can't wait to get some Toonami t-shirts. Also, nice little speech by Tom. Yes, Gurren Lagan is yeah. freaking awesome. Can't wait to pierce my spear in the heavens, too. That was kind of the penultimate episode of the first half that week, right before their epic showdown with the Spiral King. And yeah, lots of action, lots of excitements. Lots of piercing. Lots of piercing. <laughs> hey, look here, all I'm saying, man, is that Giga Drill kicks ass. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they plotted that out. Gurren so OP now that it can fly. <laughs> it's also nice to have that uh, burial moment for Kamina. Yes. Hey, Kamina went out the way I want to go out, dude. Blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah, blaze of glory that started with getting pierced himself. Hey, gotta do it. Just gotta do it. Mm -hmm. I feel like they did not spend very much time on Usopp's uh, Usopp's recap. 
Dude, it's Usopp, man. He constantly gets owned, man. He's the krill in the one piece. He's there to eat dirt. <laughs> yes. And every once in a while, he does something cool, like burning the um, world government flag. That yeah. shit was fine. Somebody actually asked me if the Kuro arc was canon in the manga. I was like, yes. That's where they meet Usopp and get the going merry. Uh. Which I think Usopp has a freaky relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure that Mary, the butler, has a freaky relationship with the Mary. <laughs> Mary, what are you doing in there? I'm not not having sex with a boat. <laughs> he says he's not having sex with a boat. There was another knot in there. Anyways. Yeah, anybody have anything else they want to talk about? Nope. No. No, wait. There was there was one more thing. Oh gosh, I forget who said to it to me. Uh, Jennifer, somebody told me this on Twitter. because uh, you know how that space race episode of Dandy ends with it saying the end. Yeah. Their theory is that is the universe where Dandy becomes God, so it ends. <laughs> oh, is that the race episode? Yeah. 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 The real you know I can kind of believe it. I, I, I'm thinking more Outlaw Star. Hmm. The Galactic Leyline? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or there was the, remember, there was the race episode of Outlaw Star, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the race episode, episodes of Outlaw Star. Okay, now cue Melfina the scene. <laughs> Suki no Rai. <laughs> really, it was wacky racers in space. Yeah, pretty much. With some but Gundam references. What one can wonder if there really was supposed to be some references to Redline in there. Like in both of those stories, the race is is taking place partially on a planet where they really don't want a race to be happening. Exactly. That might, in fact, be a reference. And you know, if you're going to reference something, it ought to be Redline. Yes, because we want that on Tsunami at some point. Oh yes, we do. Mr. DeMarco, I'm asking that for a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, man. <laughs> Hell, dude, late, I will give you a Christmas, bottle of early my birth, Late Christmas, early birthday, who cares? Just Redline, please. <laughs> Redline, please! <laughs> see if I can find the name of the guy who tweeted that at me. Because I feel like you should get credit because it was really smart. Oh, there it is. It was Mitch Gosser. Or gossip. Well, you can't go wrong with a guy named Mitch. A guy Mitch named Goss. Mitch knows stuff. <laughs> Mitch knows a guy. <laughs> All right. Mitch. Now, it's time for the news. News! Quit stealing my bit. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Saturday evening, Toonami Block Programming, Dragon Ball Z Kai, Naruto Shippuden, One Piece, Gurren Lagann, and Inuyasha The Final Act, 
were number one in their respective time periods among adults 18 to 24 and men 18 to 24. Nice. That was before Dish Network turned back on, by the way. Yes. Yes. But now Dish Network is back. And seeing as that happened literally the day before Toonami may not significantly change things, but I'm thinking they'll be better. These ratings, however, are from the week before. Get your birth bags ready. (laughs) No, these are actually a lot better than the week before. Yeah, they're pretty good. Actually, actually, you know what? You're right. Now that I'm looking at them, you're right. (laughs) And the... uh, at least in because we can't see the 18 to 49 from last year, the mm-hmm. total viewer numbers for the back half are actually better now than they were when the lineup was uh, FLCL, Clone Wars, FMA, mm-hmm. IGPX, and two Inuyashas, which is interesting. Those old ASA shows, they, they hold up. Mm-hmm. 18 to 49 ratings for November 15th, 2014. Attack on Titan, 536,000. Dragon Ball Z Kai, 545,000. Naruto Shippuden, 439,000. One Piece, 429,000. Gurren Lagan, 449,000. Inuyasha The Final Act, 505,000. Bleach, 392,000. Space Dandy, 375,000. Cowboy Bebop, 354,000. FMA Brotherhood, 344,000. Ghost in the Shell, 343,000. Big O, 306,000. And Samurai Jack ended the night with 332,000. All above 300,000. Good stuff. The total viewer ratings... Attack on Titan, 1 million. Dragon Ball Z Kai, 946,000. Naruto Shippuden, 813,000. One Piece, 739,000. Gurren Lagan, 804,000. Inuyasha The Final Act, 881,000. Bleach, 695,000. Space Dandy, 649,000. Cowboy Bebop, 633,000. FMA Brotherhood, 640,000. Ghost in the Shell, 656,000. Big O, 595,000. And Samurai Jack ends the night with 605,000. Almost all above 600. Yep. And Big O's only 5,000 under. Not too shabby. The front end is a little disappointing. Except for Inuyasha, my gosh. <laughs> And it looks like Inuyasha gave Gurren a nice bump. Yes, it did. <clears throat> so that's all good. Maybe they had the right idea of putting Inuyasha at 2 a.m., but I kind of feel like that boost that it's giving 2 a.m. is wasted on Bleach reruns, which did not hold it super well. Which, I mean, Bleach it's, reruns are all well and good. I mean, I just, I'm just of the school of thought that if they were to... Um, if they were to do Bleach, I wish rerun Bleach. I wish they'd do it from the beginning and give it an hour, like at the end of the block or something. Mm. But that's just. I I honestly think that probably, well, a that probably would have obviously cost them money, but b very likely 
Mm -hmm. um, B, I think that's locked up with streaming mm -hmm. <laughs> right now, so it would probably be yeah. pointless, to be honest with you. But there again, you know, we get what we get. And you know what? I'm watching it down when, uh, when Inuyasha's on, so I'm, I'm fine. Right. I'm just thinking of stuff to, you know, uh, piggyback off of Inuyasha's uh, success late um, last year before it came off the block. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, came, it was airing at five, th uh, 5 and 5.30 and doing really well there. Yeah, it certainly does do well there. So. And yeah. Beach could feasibly do well there as well. That's but, trend, trend, you know, trend. It's still all right. It's a, the trending was juicy this week. Oh, by the way, by the way, this is a message for Jason if you're listening this week. Don't ever put the line giant robot in an intro <laughs> unless you want people to trend it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we and then sandrass.fm that you're not going to do it. Oh. Yeah, he's Oh, come on, don't tell. Don't do that to Jason. Come on. Well, no, it's just it's just really weird because like everybody's like, oh yeah, giant robot reek, and then like somebody asks him that question, he's like, no, that's probably not going to happen. Well, if people, if we've learned anything, it's that people are going to assume everything. Mm -hmm. It's like even if it there's like the smallest inkling, they will extrapolate that to the nth degree. Oh yeah, it's true. The U.S. transfers Saturday and Sunday, November twenty second, twenty third. Giant Robot Day trended during Attack on Titan because of the mm -hmm. intro. Hashtag DBZ Kai. Piccolo from DBZ Kai. Raditz from DBZ Kai. Special Beam Cannon from DBZ Kai. Yet, they didn't actually say Special Beam Cannon. They, they it's used supposed the to be called the Special Beam Cannon! <laughs> which is probably how it trended. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they changed the name! Yeah. I can't believe they didn't originally change yeah. <laughs> And the next trend was because of Toonami News. Oh. Hashtag Inuyasha Final Act. You're welcome. Inuyasha. Kagura from Inuyasha. Kikyo from Inuyasha. Sashomaru from Inuyasha. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we we're seeing a picture here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, y'all motherfuckers love Inuyasha, don't you? Hashtag Cowboy Bebop, hashtag Samurai Jack, and hashtag Toonami during Samurai Jack. The worldwide trends were hashtag Inuyasha Final Act and Kagura. <laughs> I guess everybody actually liked Kagura. I think yeah. everybody likes Inuyasha Final Act. Well, Yo, I guess Kagura is... <laughs> Kagura is actually more useful than Sakura, though. Sorry, I just Kagura's had to say that. Not the, it's not that hard to be more useful than Sakura, trust me. It, is she really <laughs> more useful than Sakura? Because Kagura tends to fail at everything. That's but why at least she's a threat. <laughs> I don't know. I think if Sakura really wanted to be, she'd be a threat. <laughs> Dude, she's moody. She's already a threat, man. It's like 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> we we play. This week, this week we should play. What did Darrell say? Yes. Mm. Yes, do it. <sighs> Fine. It's gonna be such a pain. Hey, <laughs> and if people guess what it is, you don't get a prize. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about giant, the thing about giant <laughs> robot day, even though I said they're not going to do it, as far as I'm concerned, the last Saturday of the month when they play two Evangelion movies and probably the last episode of Big O. 
that's giant robot day. Robot uh, night, you know? And it's a good way to send out the year. You should always play Evangelion. Exactly. I'm so fucked up. I'm not biased or anything. <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> Let's move along with the news here, because we got some other things to get through. Yes, we certainly have some news this week, though not scheduling news or anything like that. Uh, arguably far more exciting things. First on the list, IGPX got licensed by Discotech Media. Hey, Discotech, Discotech. Discotech. I, you know, I really have to give Discotech props, man. They have been getting a lot of things that people like lately. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, we Fairly don't have a confirmation on whether or not it will be Blu-ray, but there will be a box set coming in 2015. It's the whole series set. There's not there's not a lot known about it just yet. Um, Jason had said something about... Well, first of all, we know that Jason's not making any money off of it, at least according to... All he Twitter. did was give the approval. Right. Um, I don't know... I don't think it has any... I don't think it would have anything to do with Toonami. No, it shouldn't affect funny. anything. And uh, yeah. here's, the, here's the thing about IGPX, uh, as Jose has explained multiple times. The Toonami cut, in order to recreate that in HD, it would have to be redone from scratch, which right. is not going to happen. Not unless so, Jose gets his hands on the tapes. <laughs> yes, because Disco... <laughs> Discotech stole Jose's dreams. Yeah, a little bit, but I think he's okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I he's think okay that... with it, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and... Yeah, but... We don't know if they'll include the pilot short or if they'll include the various extras that were on the Bandai DVDs. Right. Hopefully. But, yeah, either well, way, you're going to get the show, you're going to get it uncut, you'll get it in English and Japanese... It won't be the Toonami version, which has some differences, particularly in the score. But... Just ask Jose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want to know the differences, ask Jose. Jose. Right. And we'll we'll update you as we get more information, obviously. So. But either yeah, way, man, this so is campy. amazing. And uh, Arthur was reminding me that it's all, it's been about a year since he was on the show and we were we were talking about. Uh, how great it would be to have IGPX on uh, home video. Yeah. So just okay. shout out, Arthur. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> get him, Sketch. Get him. Anyways, um, the next thing, too, is kind of like we it's been announced, but we don't know much about it either. Yeah, I'm admittedly a little disappointed that it's not sooner, but Attack on Titan Season 2 will be airing in 2016. <laughs> this was announced at a stage greeting event to celebrate the opening day of the first Attack on Titan animated compilation film. The second compilation film will open in uh, June 27th, 2015. And that's probably all the Attack on Titan you're going to get that year. I think there's some OVAs. And the franchise has also been confirmed for two live-action films, and they've made the questionable choice of making the cast entirely Asian. Which, that doesn't make sense in context of the story, because Mikasa apparently is one of the last Asians ever, but and a bunch of weeaboos just cried silently in the corner, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. In a day it a weeaboo cries makes, in the corner, I smile. It makes mm -hmm. me think that if 
an American director really cared about this property, they could feasibly make a more accurate version. Mm -hmm. mm, uh, yeah. They tried Rinko, that with DBC Rinko, and that is because No, 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 no. Nobody cared about DBC over it. Well, I'm just saying, let's Fox, not... Let's yeah, let's not. Let's but Attack not on Titan them. is a series that is mostly European. Yeah. In you know, yeah, like it, I said, Rinko Kikuchi is uh, the cast. So it, you know, you know the wait a minute. Concern wait a minute. with anime movies is one that they're corny, and two that they whitewash. And <laughs> well, okay, well, okay. If we're gonna do this, to be honest with you, if we're gonna do this the right way, and we'll move it along after I say this, but you know, if somebody in America were gonna do that. It would probably have to be a TV series, to be honest with you. Live-action TV series. That's the a only TV way. TV series would right. be interesting, but it would be really expensive. Yes, it would. It would feel kind of derivative, too. Yeah, and there's kind of no point in having a TV series. A film is a whole different beast. It'd be interesting if they could manage to get the compilation films in uh, U.S. theaters, even for a little bit, like they did with uh, Battle of Gods. That'd be kind of unprecedented. Ooh, that's a good segue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Well, one thing before, one quick thing before we move on. If you were to do it right, Rinko Kikuchi is um, Mikasa. Ah. She was Mako in uh, Pacific Rim. Okay. Um, I can take this next piece of news if you'd like, Sketch. No. <laughs> Since I reported on it, I did report on it. Fine. Finally, we got some details about the new Dragon Ball Z movie coming in 2015, which in English, it's kind of, there's been different versions, but I think a lot of people have finally come to a consensus that basically when it's brought over here, it'll be called Dragon Ball Z, the resurrection, resurrection of Frieza. Um, yes, as I said, Frieza will return. Uh, there's two new characters, um, Sorbet and... Sorbet. Sorbet. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure it's sorbet, but what's Togema supposed yeah. to be a food? I'm sure. Sounds like a Pokemon. It's supposed to be. Right? <laughs> I hope it's not sorbet, because that would be a little. Uh, oh, I'm sure it is sorbet. I hope not, but okay. Um, so, a couple things. Lord Beerus is going to return. Um, the film, which this is an interesting part about the whole thing. Um, not only is it going to be in 2D, but it's going to be in 3D. So that's going to be interesting how it translates over into our market because if Funimation's going to run it like they did last time, I don't think it's going to work. They're going to probably. Oh, there to better be some 2D showings because I ain't watching that in 3D. Oh, 3D is going to be awesome, but I, I think they'll end up doing like a a week run where it's there's going to be shows in 2D and 3D. So I'm looking forward to that. Um. Obviously, the two new characters that we talked about. Um, the name, and Jim, I'll let you do the name in Japanese. But Fukatsu um, no F. Yeah, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, Fukatsu no F. Okay. F is for Fukatsu or Resurrection. Right, so that's why a lot of people are saying Resurrection of Frieza because that's mm -hmm. makes more sense in English, but because it wouldn't make sense the way that some people were translating it. Yeah, they were um, saying Fukatsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going by traditional naming conventions of Dragon Ball Z English movies, it's probably going to be Frieza Resurrection. 
I hope they come up with something a little bit more uh, imaginative than that. I but think, then again, yeah, a little more creative. Yeah, but at the same time, can you really call it anything else? Eh. Well, a, a long time ago, and I don't remember where I had heard this before, but when the series first came out, when we got around the um, Saiyans, the Super Saiyan saga, where Goku turned into a Super Saiyan, um, or I should say the Frieza saga, sorry. Um, basically, they there was this rumor that um, Frieza had this, because he has four forms. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he had this mysterious fifth form, and it was a rumor that floated around, and you know there was no really there was no there was no drawings nothing whatever it was just it just seemed to be something like somebody had created had like made up, but there's that rumor has actually kind of resurfaced on the internet that maybe, um, Frieza has this new fifth. Um, of course, Frieza will have a fifth transformation. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that because you know they could be they could do something like oh well, Freeze is now a god or something. He figures out how to become a god or something. You know, you don't know. We don't know what what you know is being it's going to happen at this time. But you know that would be interesting to see what his fifth transformation is. Well, the art they're... doesn't make him look any different yet, but that's what's with the symbol of Goku's gi? It reminds me of Naruto. I was having a ninja dream, but it ended. <laughs> ninja dream, huh? Uh, Kiri Toyama is personally credited with the original concept art, screenplay, and character designs of the new movie. And you'll have to help me out with the director. The movie will be directed by... Tadayoshi, Tadayoshi Yamamuro. Yamamuro. Yeah. Yep. Tadayoshi Yamamuro. And I was so, looking yes. up his credits. He's been an animation director on a lot of Dragon Ball Z stuff, One Piece stuff, oh, okay. Toriko. Uh, so I think this might guy. be his general yeah. director debut. Possibly. Because he's, he's been animation director, director, but not seemingly not a general director on anything unless Anime News Network missed something. Right. Which is possible. But yeah, he's a Toei guy. And he was an animation director on Battle of Gods. I guess you could say he got upgraded. But I think that's that's pretty much it for the news. Um, looks like we have one thing before we uh, get out of here and make some announcements. I know Sketch has been itching to make some announcements, so you might want to put some salve on there, Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be enough. <laughs> the itch is too great. It is under the skin. Ooh. Well, last week we discussed the uh, potential for broadcast dubs and what that could mean for Toonami. Uh, speaking of which, well, now we're pretty much hoping for an Attack on Titan broadcast dub because, my gosh, I do not want to wait even longer. <laughs> that sounds awful. Our friend Allison T, a.k.a. Meowth900, wrote in this email. Kind of want to have an input on broadcast dubs. I am all for it. In fact, if Space Dandy wasn't being dubbed, I would probably not have been interested in watching it. I think dubs are a big step in helping anime get out there. Casuals hate reading subtitles. Heck, during Black Lagoon, I was grumpy when there was subtitles. I had to read on the TV screen. I just wish the dubs weren't for Funimation subscriber people only, because I prefer watching stuff on Hulu with commercials. 
But I think if the broadcast dubs work and more people notice, maybe anime can get noticed by the masses. I love you, Allison, but uh, no, I do An- not want to watch not commercials getting... with anime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of torn on the Funimation Elite subscription thing. I understand why they would make their broadcast dubs exclusive because, like, yeah, you want to make something like that an exclusive. But kind of annoys me because I watch stuff on Hulu and I don't want to pay for another subscription. You will pay for it and like it, mister. Or I can just wait for the Blu-ray because I'm okay with that. (laughs) Are you really? Oh, yes. Good man. Or wait for it to show up on Toonami. That is also a possibility. Which I am very much hoping for in the case of Psychopaths. Very, very much. Aren't we all? Yes, we know. You and Psychopaths. Psychopaths is so good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I totally agree with you, but yes. Stop now. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Never. Alright, I think it's time to get out of here. <laughs> First, let me do some house cleaning. House cleaning and let Sketch go crazy. Um, mm-hmm. first things first, um, pretty much this, what I'm about to say is you have to do this by, I would say the 30th of November, because pretty much after that, we're going to cancel doing the voicemail because not a lot of, nobody's really been using it. So, um, if you guys want to leave a voicemail for us, the number is 585-487-8277. Uh, again, leave your name, where you're from and, just give us your talk back. If you want to do this, you need to do this by the 30th. You can talk about whatever you want. That's happened on Toonami lately, but this is going to be gone after the 30th. So if you don't leave a message, we're not going to get it. We have an email. You can email us at podcast.tunamifaithful.com. Again, if you guys want to let us know something about the show, if you have Toonami talk back and you'd rather do it in an email like Allison always does, um, what else? If you want to just give us, hey, you guys are doing a really good job, you know, you can do that there too. Podcast at TunamiFaithful.com. Please do it there. Let us know what's going on because we like your feedback and we can't make a show better unless we know what you guys are looking for and what we need to approve on. Uh, rate and review the podcast as always on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Uh, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast. And tumble with us on Tumblr at tunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. As always, you can visit us at podcast.tunamifaithful.com, and you can get all the episodes and exclusives that we've done. I encourage you guys, if you've not heard our interviews with Gil Austin or Johnny Young Vosh, please go there right now. They are up. Um, I believe they are on the. They're on. They're up there somewhere, basically. Um, but uh, and by the way, we've also kind of made the made uh, podcast.tunamifaithful.com a little bit look a little bit visually better. So uh, let us know if there's anything else you want us to add there. But I think pretty much it looks good the way it is right now. So, but we can we can always change things if need be. So yeah, let us know if you find that hard to navigate and what you think we can do to improve it. Exactly. And for right now, like Sketch said last week, we're, we're not streaming any episodes because we found some room. But eventually that will happen, and we'll let you know once that does. Mm-hmm. But before we sign out, Sketch has announcements. Yes, because we feel a break would be nice. 
one of these weeks. I know I do. Uh, we, we're going to do a little something special for the last two weeks of December. Mm-hmm. We will not have standard episodes, which means they will not have ratings, they will not have news, they will not have programming discussion related to that specific week. Mm-hmm. If there's anything we need to catch up on, we will do so starting the first week of January. The first two weeks of December will be standard episodes in which we will cover Helsing and whatever else. There may be some news in there, probably, maybe for something in January. But here's the big announcement. Remember, way, way back, before Jim and I joined the podcast, they did their top ten favorite Toonami series. We think it's time for a do-over. And that means a little audience participation. Now, last time, all that the audience could submit was a top three. We're going to go ahead and expand that to a top five, because it doesn't really take that much longer to read. So vote. Well, vote. It's not really a voting thing. Yeah, I was going to say, where are we getting voting from, Jim? Shut up. Ah, but... Go home, Jim. Maybe someday we will do something where the audience votes what are the best shows on Toonami. Maybe. Maybe. But that's not this time. This time, it's going to be probably the main band, myself, Paul, Jim, and Darrell. Maybe one other person, probably not. And we will be going over our top ten Toonami shows. Up to now. Yes, up to now, which includes everything that has aired this year as well. So if by chance uh, Final Act is on somebody's list, that's fine. I'm sorry, but Hamtaro is not allowed, people. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let the people enjoy their Hamtaro. Little hamsters, big adventures. By the way, um, I think we can... I'm going to go ahead and say for the top ten... We're probably going to combine both Inuyasha's and both Naruto's, so that way it's much easier. Because pretty much it's just a continuation oh, of. No, it. you don't do that. I definitely oh, I combine Naruto with Naruto Shippuden. Never. Okay. Naruto was good. So you're saying Shippuden is shit? No, I'm saying Shippuden is poorly paced at the beginning, so it's kind of hard to watch. Ah. Whereas the original Naruto was fairly evenly paced and overall better, at least up until. Filler hell. <laughs> but Filler I, I hell. certainly have a greater fondness for the original Naruto. You know, there's a difference between not liking something as much and hating it. You don't have to go to such extremes. Um, so pretty much we're going to have, we'll have more details coming up. I believe, I'm sure schedule spelled it out. And, and well, this is pretty much the episode where we have to give these details. Because if you want to submit your top fives, Please do so by early in December, because we'll be recording this early in December, so we don't have to, uh, you know, so we can have you a couple can, weeks off. <laughs> and so that so that Sketch's email doesn't get filled with all this, just email podcast at tsunamifaithful.com and do it. Um, you can do it. You can do it in writing, or you can record it and send it to us. And if interesting idea, and if Sketch can get it into the podcast, he will. Obviously, we will try to do that as much as possible. But if we get a lot of them, you know, it's going to be kind of hard. So please don't hate on us if we, you don't get in. But, you know, there again, 
Everybody can't make it in. Exactly. Just like everybody can't make the reindeer team. Some oh. people just make it to the oven. But um, as I was saying, I think what we'll do too is we'll also spell this out, sketch, just to remind people because you know we want to make sure people know what they're, what's going on and they can, you know, definitely do it the right way and not be like, oh, let me send it to Darrell's email and then Darrell emails them back. Why did you send this to me? <laughs> yeah, who said that I was going to email them back? Send they it get only out. to podcast at tsunamifaithful dot com. Exactly. Yes. All right, but I think it's time to get out of here. What? Wait. Few more things to say. Please keep in mind that they have to be shows that have aired on Toonami. Yes. Darn it! And I don't Throw know that Prefer- in because preferably I, I would say shows that have aired more than one time on Toonami, like more than one episode. That's not fair, Hope. <laughs> I'm about to call you Jose Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you talking about me today? I, was like, say, I, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at people including Trigon last time because Trigon only aired on Toonami one episode. But not nonetheless, Trigon is a good show. And uh, personally, I like to think of... Uh, I mean, it, in, my, in my personal list, it will be going by what has been shown on Toonami of certain shows. Like... I won't judge One Piece by stuff that happens well after Water Seven. I, I don't. I don't think that's sensible. And uh, I don't know. That would mean like half of Gundam Seed didn't air on Toonami. But you know, that's you don't have fun. to be a stickler for that. That's just how I personally would do things. And yes, please get your lists in early in December. If you get them in after, let me look at a calendar. Oh, uh, try to get them in by the. I would say November twenty ninth. I would say no, no, no. I would say December fifth. Yeah, that, try that to get them in by December fifth. If there's a few stragglers, you might get lucky, and we won't have recorded by then. But let's say let's say the latest you can get them in is by December eighth, at the latest, because really we need to make sure that we can get these into the podcast. So. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fair, but you know, we want it by the fifth. If you get it in by the eighth, we may put it in still, but make sure that's like the cutoff date right there. So. Yeah, that sounds good. So top five, no more, no less, and send it to podcast at tunamifaithful dot com, and look forward to hearing what we think are the best shows of Toonami because apparently our opinions matter. <laughs> and they always will. So that's right. It's time to get out of here. By the way, Jen, you've been talking so much during this episode. God. I know, Jen. Shut God, up. You've, been, you've been interrupting I'm like sorry. You've been interrupting Darrell and Jim. Like, well, Jim, Jim's just sitting there going, "Oh, I love you, Jen, so much." But, Jen has uh, her anyway. own harem at this point. I know, right? Oh, dang! This is the harem episode. <laughs> Reverse harem. Reverse harem. But anyway, <laughs> since since. You are a lady, and you are on the podcast. Ladies first. You may go first. You may go say. ahead, Paul. Oh, <laughs> one for the road, Pauline. Yes, yes. Head toilet bowl cleaner. What? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Apply burn heel. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, where can they find you on Twitter and Facebook and everything? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Tarzana. 
and I also have an ask.fm, and that's also at Tarzana. Senor Jim, <laughs> quit asking Jen questions about me, please. <laughs> you can find me at zero alucard27 both on twitter and on xbox live and uh, once i get all set up um i will be glad to play smash with you people on wii u um but i have to get a gamecube controller adapter first Jarrell. oh yeah you know you can find me on the usual places um ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com you can find me at ukami samurai seven dot tumblr.com and you can email me any emails at derail maddox at tunamifable.com i have an ask fm but i just don't feel like saying it ask paula jen yeah just send them to me <laughs> no i will not set you up with Darrell. <laughs> Oh, by the way, isn't he married? No. Oh. Uh oh. I'm, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> oh. oh. Um, sketch, sketch. We have to talk about that on the podcast. Anyways, sketch. Your turn. Best way to get in contact with me is to check me out on Twitter at sketch1984, and you can tumble with me on Tumblr and ask me questions. Sketch1984.tumblr.com. If you have any comments or suggestions regarding the podcast, you can send those to sketch at tsunamifaithful.com. And Paul. And you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O. Fuck you, Darrell. Um, you can tumble with me on Tumblr, paulpascrillo.tumblr.com. I also have an ask.fm. It's ask.fm slash paulpascrillo. And please stop asking me stupid questions like, do you think Darrell would want to be in a porno with me? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like I, I just I, I sit there and I go, okay. Um, I guess. I mean, he is one of my best friends, so I might as well just say yes because he needs to get laid. But I mean, I I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know. know at, at this moment, the middle finger is going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry. Because next year we're gonna have a. Set up Darrell on a date podcast. I swear to God. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> and we're gonna have Jen MC. The most eligible tsunami yeah. faithful. <laughs> <laughs> right now he's blushing people on the other side of this Skype call. But anyway, <laughs> revenge is served. Cold. I think you're mistaking blushing for vein popping. <laughs> that too. But anyways, um, one more thing. And Sketch doesn't even know about this, and nor does anybody else in this phone call. But I have something <gasps> that I've been thinking about doing that I think will start. We will start doing it in January. You gonna start paying us? It's kind of a little bit of a tease, but um, with MomoCon coming up in May, there's something that we're going to do in January, and by doing that, hopefully, we'll be able to have everyone there at MomoCon. But that's all I can say at this time. Um, hopefully, um, there'll be some more information once we get closer to January. So look for that, and I will be talking about that soon. But anyways, uh, that's it for this week's Toonami Faithful Podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. We sure do appreciate your feedback and everything that you send us. But that's it for this week's podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Ralph's number is